Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic Q Media, featuring radio, TV, webinars, and live events worldwide. And today, presenting the debut show of Interviews with Authentic You, with your co-host, Michelle Abo, author, international speaker, also known as the celebrity numerologist, and Jeffrey Miller, author, international speaker, and also known as the interventionist. And now, here's Michelle and Jeff. Enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon to this great big wild blue earth. Wow, what a fantastic day. Thank you all for being listeners with us today. We've got a real special show, and I am very happy to have my lovely co-host on with us today, Michelle Arbo, the celebrity numerologist. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Jeff. I'm uh, calling from West Hollywood today, which is fabulous, but it's a little bit overcast today, which is uh, not typical for California weather, of course, but... Nonetheless, it's still nice and hot. Yes, well, you know, jealousy pervades here, uh, Hollywood. I mean, it is hot here up in the in the woods of Maine. I will be very honest with you. It's been lovely weather, actually. Uh, Hollywood, you know, it's one of my favorite places to venture to, so we're going to have to be looking at heading out there pretty soon. And I am glad you're there, and you're having fun, and you're doing numerology way there, and meeting a lot of great people. It's absolutely fantastic. That's great. And uh, we've got a special guest today. Folks, uh, she is an amazing coach, Sophia Davis. I met Sophia, geez, I guess it goes back a couple of, couple of years ago at least. Uh, we've known each other through the coaching circles, et cetera, her in the U.K. and me in the wilds of Maine of New England. And we actually got to meet in Los Angeles, speaking of the City of Angels that Michelle was just mentioning, this past December, actually December uh, 2013. We got to meet in person, and finally, after knowing each other for quite a while, got to catch up. It was great, and actually put the, you know, uh, I mean, Skype is wonderful. You get to see people, but it's really something when you can just see a person really up front, face-to-face, and uh, we, we had a great time, and that said, I would like to welcome Sophia Davis to the show. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is great to have you on. We've we've been talking for a long time and coached with each other for a long time. You've coached me. I've coached you. And we're back and forth. And your 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 career, so to speak, has just gone wow. You know, <laughs> it's been absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm glad Michelle's on with us uh, as well because uh, Michelle, being an intuitive numerologist, is really um, when, when she listens and talks, and we're going to have a little special thing here as we move along in the show. Michelle's going to speak to you about numerology as well, and we'll be talking mm-hmm. to Michelle also, the three of us, about her new show coming up, which we'll be talking about. But Sophia, tell everybody, who are you? I mean, you know, everybody wants to know the story. They want to get into the who are you, so to speak, you know, your journey. Talk to us. You know what, I was thinking about this before I came on the show, because I was thinking, who am I? And I know that sounds like a really silly thing to ask on the basis I'm a coach, I've got it very much together, I coach a lot of really amazing people, and my career is fabulous, and I absolutely love my life. So I kind of have to question, why was I asking myself that question, who am I? And suddenly it occurred to me that it was something that I really wanted to speak about today because a lot of us don't really know who we are. And I could sit here and I could tell you that I'm a coach. I could tell you that I empower people. I could tell you that I help people to find who they are. I could tell you that I work to help people to achieve their potential. I could tell you that I've worked with people and myself over 10 years and really strive to kind of put hope back into a what often seems to be a hopeless situation. But I almost feel like I would be limiting myself to say that. And I guess the reason that I'm saying that to you is that we don't always have to know who we are as a concept. Mm-hmm. As long as we do, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. I understand I think- that. A lot of people, a lot of people are, uh, are really feeling that these days, it seems. Um, I've always thought that it was very important to know who am I, you know. You know- 
Sorry, Jack, yeah. you know what it is? A lot of people, they say, I'm a doctor, or I'm an admin person, or I'm a realtor, or I'm a accountant, or I'm a nurse, or I'm a mother, or I'm a wife, or I'm a sister. And actually, you're none of those things and all of those things at the same time. And, you know, 10 years ago, I was a singer-songwriter, and I thought that that was my life, and I thought that that's all of who I was. And all of my life, I had been prepared for this life on the stage. Singing is the only thing that I knew, and it's the only thing that I'd ever done. It was the way that I expressed myself, if I was happy, if I was sad. My whole life was in singing. And then when I was 23 years old, I woke up one morning. I had a reasonably successful singing career, or it was definitely going that way. And I woke up one morning, and I had no voice. And wow. everyone said, oh, it's just a sore throat, it's laryngitis, it's, you know, it's just you're run down, you're stressed out, you know, the usual thing that people say to you when something's going on. And as it so happens, it was none of those things. I'd actually uh, hemorrhaged my vocal cords. And my career was beginning to do very well. I'd released a record that had, went, had gone straight in at number nine in the charts. And I was signed to a record label, a publishing house. I really thought I knew where my life was going. I really thought I knew who I was. So when you're told at 23 years old that all that you've been prepared for and all that you thought you were was about to come to a grinding halt, it's potentially devastating. And that's actually what happened to me because I was told by the um, a surgeon that my vocal cords had hemorrhaged and I would never sing again. Wow. And, and in that moment, I felt that I'd lost all of who I was. And I couldn't mm. believe... What did that feel like? I mean, you say you lost all that you were. That's amazing. That is amazing. How must, I, I can't even imagine how that must feel. I mean, it was absolutely devastating. I... I didn't know who I was. I mean, I'd always been identified as Sophia the singer. Everyone knew me as Sophia the singer. If people kind of walked by me or they were introduced to me, it would be, oh, this is Sophia, my friend, the singer. That was how people knew me. And it was everything that I had built my entire identity around for 23 years. So you can imagine I was completely crushed. And at that point, I felt that there was nothing more for me. I felt that, well... If I'm not Sophia the singer, then I must be nothing. And that was the conclusion that I came to. I must be nothing. And in that moment, I just didn't want to be here anymore. And it's oh. a sad reality. Amazing. But it's the truth. So I, 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 you know, again, again, Sophia, I can't even imagine. I'm Michelle, you probably feel the same way. I mean, when you get to a point where you've got your whole life in front of you, so to speak, and then you're killed, you're, you're, you're actually your vocal cords hemorrhaged, that is, a, oh my goodness, and what did they attribute it to? So, oh, overwork, stress, overwork, and um, it, it, I had a microwave, so my vocal cords were effectively stitched together, which would have been from birth, but I didn't know about it until I overworked them and they weren't able to cope under the pressure. But, Jess, the point is that I had a choice at that time, and my choice was given to these thoughts that I'm nothing and I can't do anything, which actually I did for about a year, and I got myself into a really deep, dark place, a place that a lot of people might resonate with, but I wouldn't wish on anybody, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor only wanted to give me antidepressants and told me there was a long waiting list to go and see a counselor, and no one could help me, and my parents did their best, and they tried to get me some help, and I ended up seeing counsellors who never really said much, so I kind of just spoke a lot for an hour, and then I said goodbye and came back a week later and did the same thing. And it turns out, in hindsight, which obviously is a fantastic thing, that what I thought was my darkest days ended up being my biggest blessing. Because in losing who I thought I was, I gained all of who I really am. And that was much more than a singer-songwriter. 
Oh, you know what? I have to yeah. kind of pop in here because I, I so relate to this story. And, um, uh, you know, the backstory with Authentic You Radio and how that began was really all about that, where my life took an unexpected turn like yours did, and I thought I knew what I was supposed to be doing, and, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was just looking at your numbers, of course. You know, you gave me your date of birth before the show. And, you know, what you were talking about in your message, and you were saying you know, finding who you're supposed to be, essentially, and, and you know, discovering that. And you were a seven, which is the truth seeker. So it really resonates with me when I'm looking at your numbers and listening to what you're saying. Um, it really makes sense as to why your journey took the turn that it did. Mm. And honestly, Michelle and, and Jeff, it, it was, it hasn't been an easy road, but it has been so incredibly worthwhile. And it's been through my journey that I have come to become one of the leading coaches, most certainly in the UK at the moment. And I spend my life helping people and empowering people to be all that they are, not a small part of who they think they are. And there's a very big difference between those two things, who you think you are and who you really are, are very different. Yes. I absolutely agree, and I, you know, like you, had to learn it kind of the hard way. You know, it's been a long journey, but, you know, being a seven, um, sevens are always hindsight learners. They're always the ones that have to go through all of the the personal experience, and any seven you'll meet, they'll always say, wow, you know, it feels like I lived three lifetimes in one already mm -hmm. because I've racked up such an, an enormous amount of personal experience. But they tend to be the wise sages later that want to share of themselves and help other people do you know, make the journey or, or travel the, the road, so to speak, to truth. Because, you know, it is the teaching learning number. So you really are living that seven in mm. its entirety now. So it's really great. I love hearing this because I'm just, you know, I'm kind of putting the two things together and looking at um, your energy and what you're all about from my side of the, of the spectrum. But, it's, you know, just it's a fantastic story and I can totally resonate. I'm really pleased. And, you know, so many people do. And, I think there are so many people, particularly at the moment, and Michelle and Jeff, both of you will, will resonate with this as well, that I think there's a hell of a lot of people at the moment who are really going through a lot of transitions, lots of changes. They feel like certain elements of their lives are falling out of their lives. Lots of things are falling away. Friendships are falling away. Relationships are falling away. Jobs are falling away. And I think a lot of people are really panicking. But sometimes we need everything to fall away. We need the old foundation to, to drop down so that we can really build a new foundation on the basis of who we truly are and on the basis of who we really could be if we didn't hold on to fear and if we didn't hold on to an old uh, concept of who we thought we were before. Because yeah. you will both know that, you know, growing up, you, you pick up on, on so much um, negativity and so many things that are so unsupportive for you. And we hold on to them, and a lot of people are living their present by their past. Yes, you know, I agree. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of what's happening right now. It feels as though the, the financial crisis was kind of the, the first thing that started the snowball rolling down the hill, so to speak, because it mm. put people in this position where everything was dropping away, and we've, we've become a society where we associate ourselves with what we have and the things that, you know, we can put in front of ourselves. And now we're we're getting to that bare bones feeling where we just have us and who we really are. And it's, it's, it's kind of the first time for so many people to be in that place because they've never been there before. And so it is scary. Right. And so, you know, I'm totally seeing this in my work as well. So I can definitely agree with you on that one uh, 100%. And it seems in the past week or so, it's been very intense with the abundance issue with a lot of people, even some of the big-name speakers. Jeff and I were talking about this the other day, where you know it seems like the abundance level is dropping, and it may be because of that mass fear, that mass feeling of uh, feeling insecure that everything's dropping away. Well, you know, we're, we're conditioned to be fearful. I mean, from you know a very young age, be careful about this. Oh, don't trip. Be careful. You know, oh, watch the step. Or you know, you've got to be careful, don't go here, don't go there, watch out for this, watch out for that. And then as you get older, it's, you know, the news and war and conflict and crisis and, you know, redundancies and recessions and 
all of these negative, fearful messages that are constantly be being bombarded to society and to the planet, really. And we're holding on to this fear. And the truth is, or what, what I believe the truth is, is that we're much more powerful than we realize we are. Yes, and, and until... And until everything drops away, I don't think we realize that power, you know, that uh, it's, the, it's the kind of a backwards feeling from what we've been taught is that uh, to be bare and to be vulnerable and to be open is the most powerful feeling in the world, really, to, to, to surrender. So I really call it a rebirthing. It's like you're starting all over again. And basically, Sophia, what you described with your singing voice and the rupturing of your vocal cords, that's a massive thing. And you'd think a lot of people, as you did, you fell down into this deep, dark place, but you've evolved from it now. It was like, boom, okay, what do I do? I'm a survivalist. Uh, your seven indicates. And by the way, folks, I want to interject. Um, Michelle Arbel, my business partner, who's on the show with us today, is the celebrity numerologist. Um, we'll be talking more about numerology specifically to Sophia in the last 15, 20 minutes of the show. I do have a lot of callers on in, in the queue right now, and as Sophia and uh, Michelle communi communicate, I will be talking with you folks and hang right on. I'm going to be answering to you. I also see we've got a very active chat room, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you guys for all being there. Uh, and we, we, you know, as you post your questions there, I'll sneak back and forth, and we'll grab those questions. I'm also producing the show, so it's rather interesting. So, ladies, carry on. And um, Michelle, we were going to talk uh, specifically. I guess we want to want to know more, Sophia, about that message that you're delivering. Uh, it is really profound. It is really beautiful that that you're getting out right now. What out here? What are we hearing from you from the evolution, so to speak, of who you were to who you are? Uh, amazing. So go right ahead, continue. Well, um, I was going to say, you know, in, in hindsight, Michelle was saying, you know, seven, love a bit of hindsight, and I absolutely do. And what I realized was that what I thought was the worst thing in my life was the absolute best thing in my life. And it was through that that I started learning and reading and doing courses and understanding about myself and really evolving into the person that I am. And my message really, I guess, if we had to, to break it down into a nutshell, is that anyone can do it. Anyone can change. Anyone can get their power back at any time, any second. Right now, nothing is, is delaying you from doing it. You just have to decide that you want things to be different. Would you agree with that, Michelle? Yes. And, you know, I've gone through that myself, and, and uh, I think we all go through it uh, more than once. And but I've just really learned it uh, recently. I've gone through a lot of personal changes myself, and right. um, it's so great that you're that you're showing people this because I think it is the most pivotal thing right now. Of all the things we could teach someone, that's it. And, you know, that's. I mean, I have no doubt that you're successful in what you're doing, and it's probably going to continue to just flourish for you because people are are needing that message. They need to know this. They, you know, it's. Yes, and I think, you know, as well, a lot of people are asking me, you know, how? How do I change? How do I do it differently? I've tried everything. And I say, well, if you've tried everything, then how come you haven't changed? Because you haven't tried everything. If you tried everything, it would work. And ultimately, yeah. right, and ultimately, it isn't that one thing works for everyone, and it isn't just that one thing is the key. It might be a number of things, and it's about the things that resonate with you and for you. And it's about really having good people around you. I say to, to my clients that you become what you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with great people who have high expectations of you, then the chances are you're going to become more successful than if you're around people who have no expectations of you or of themselves. Yes. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And I think it's, uh, you know, depending on the person, um, it's it's almost paramount that they surround themselves with positive people. Otherwise, their life, um, it almost is like metamorphosis, where, or I guess, no, not metamorphosis, but uh, os osmosis, where it's, you're absorbing um, mm. the energy around you. And for some people, right. it, can, it can make or break them, you know? It's exactly. Just, and, you know, uh -huh. we're so lucky because... We've got the internet, we have YouTube, we have, we have Facebook, we have so many different resources that people can tap into free, so they don't need to pay anything. 
that can help them on their journey. So many amazing speakers, so many amazing coaches, so many amazing alternative therapists, numerologists, energy workers, so many amazing people who are just willing to give and offer and to share what they know and to share their message. But there are so there's so many options to help yourself. And I think, again, that's the key. It's in helping yourself because nobody can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I guess... And we- we yeah. can't change uh we can't change someone else so we can't expect someone else to change us so i well, completely absolutely. agree absolutely and and i guess what's important is that no one needs to change everyone's perfect exactly as they are all that really needs to change is their thoughts their perceptions how they feel about certain things and how they think about certain things if anything that's all they need to change and if somebody is a good coach and somebody is a very authentic, genuine teacher or somebody who's sharing knowledge, they will empower you to do it yourself. And they will empower you to make the changes. And they will empower you to believe in yourself so that you're not reliant upon them. Yes, perspective is everything. I I agree 100%. So, Jess, do we have callers in the queue? I'd love to interact with callers. Oh, my uh, gosh, do we have a lot of callers? uh, They have actually questions for you. Um, you guys, if you'd like to, we can certainly we can certainly start taking a caller. Uh, why don't we do that? Why don't we take we can take one here and one there and still continue? This is very good. Yeah. We've got a lot of activity in the chat room. We've got a lot of callers on. Uh, they're on for both of you. I just went on behind the scenes and spoke to quite a few people, and they're here for both of you, which is absolutely fantastic. So we are going to speak with Anna. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you Hi, for Anna. taking my call. Um, my question is related to my relationship with Scott, um, kind of at a crossroads, and I'm just wondering if you have any um, insight for me. Do you want to take that? You can go ahead. For me? Yes, yes. Ah, perfect. So, so how how are you feeling about it? Explain to me a little bit more. Um, I'm feeling very, very confused. <laughs> um, we've been through our ups and downs, and... I feel like the decision is kind of up to me as to what to do. Um, yeah. And how long have you been together? Um, it will be a year this month. And how does the relationship make you feel right now when you think about it? I just I have anxiety. Um, a little sad right now the way things have been going. Okay. And um, what do you see as being the main problems in your relationship, if you don't mind sharing? I'm sorry? If you don't mind sharing, what do you see as being the main problems in your relationship? Um, I guess, you know, there was some dishonesty on his end that he hasn't really stepped up to resolve. You know, he says he doesn't want to lose me, and we have plenty of talks, but I don't feel like the action is behind the talks. Okay. And is is honesty along, along your kind of top list of values in the relationship? Yes. Okay, fine. And in terms of in terms of um your commitment to one another, has he broken the, the commitment or is it just kind of dishonesty within the relationship? Well, it wasn't you know, an issue of him being unfaithful that I know of, but the dishonesty about other females, um, there was one point where he was close <laughs> and um you know, went went to go you know I guess after I was done spending a full weekend with him, after I left his house, he, I found out he was texting this girl to go meet her at the dog park, and it never came to fruition, but it was still the intent was there. And are you sure that the intent was dishonest? Um, no, I mean, he wasn't honest with me about other things in the past, about, about females. So I, it just scares me that the intent is there. Okay, so if honesty is important to you in your relationship and if it's one of your top values, what would be your reasons for staying in the relationship on the basis that he's been dishonest on a number of occasions? Oh, my reason for staying in the relationship right now is, um, you know, it's confusing that there's one side of us that's very close where, you know, um, then there's a side of him, he is a Gemini, (laughs) there's a side to him that can be aloof and secretive, or you know, and it's a little troubling. So, decide how. 
Go ahead. And how would you feel in the long term with somebody who was secretive and perhaps not that honest? Um, it would definitely just wear me down. I would have a lot of anxiety about it. Okay. And what happens to you when you're anxious? I get, um, I feel like I just become needy, which I'm not. I'm not needy, but I just, I don't trust. And then I start getting, you know, insecure, I guess is the word, because I don't trust what he says he's doing. And it's just a whole mess. (laughs) Okay. And then what impact does that have on him when you're insecure and you're needy and you're feeling anxious? How does that impact him? Um, obviously he just kind of shuts down. He doesn't want to do anything at that point, let alone fix our problems. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I think he more or less shuts down or he said something to the extent that he kind of, when our relationship isn't good, he wants to basically hide away. (laughs) Okay. And so what do you think would happen in a year's time if this kind of cycle continued to you? If it continues for another year? Um, no, nothing. It's going. We're going to. Um, we're not even going to be friends if it continues the way it is. Okay. I don't think. Okay. So we know a few things. So we know that it can't continue how it is. Right. So on some level, what's happening right now has to end. That doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you have to move away from each other. But what it does mean is that the pattern that you're being, you've been recreating has to stop somehow. Would right. You agree? We also know that honesty is really important to you. And we know that when you don't feel that somebody's being honest to you, it raises anxiety in you. And we also know that when you're anxious, you become needy and then he shuts down. Right. So on the basis of all of these things that we know, what would be your reasons for staying right now? I just, I, I guess I'm just still holding on to the feelings we had in the beginning before I started having reasons to feel this way. <laughs> right. And how long ago yeah. was that? That was, I would say, about five months ago, six months five ago. Five months ago. So for five yeah. months, it's not been good. What's that? So for five months, it hasn't been good? No, it's probably been longer than that, probably about six months. And you've been together how long? Twelve months? What's that? I'm sorry. You've been together for 12 months, you said? Yes. So for half of your time together, it has not been good? No. Okay. So what are you thinking right now whilst I'm talking to you? Well, um, I know he's always avoiding um, having to make decisions and work on our issues. I know that I'm going to have to be the one to make the decision and I'm kind of frustrated with myself because I know I haven't been treated in the best ways, but for some reason I just can't completely let go. And what reason do you think that is? Um, I think because he has hurt me and been, you know, by being dishonest, and I feel, I feel things that, you know, I guess aren't resolved because I'm looking for him to, you know, work to resolve them. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You're looking to him to resolve your issues. Yeah, well, help to resolve them, but he's more or less avoiding them. So he's not willing at all to resolve your issues? No. Okay. So there's two people in the relationship. You've been together for 12 months, and for six months of that time, things have not been good, and only one person is willing to make an effort to resolve the issues. Yes. Can that work, yes or no? No. And I'm I'm getting to that point, yeah. Okay. So what help do you need from me in order to be able to make a decision? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking maybe is there something I'm missing, you know. uh, I think that if you want want my opinion, I think that that there's nothing that you're missing. I think that we all want to be loved. And I'm wondering how loved you feel in this relationship. Yeah. It's, I think it's been so confusing because he's such a sweet guy on one side, but then mm-hmm. there, there, there is that other side to him, which is, I, I guess if he was just one way all the time, then I would have probably walked away a while ago, but mm-hmm. I get, you know, very confused. 
But can I ask you this? Is anyone just one way all of the time? No. Do we I mean, all I've have seen people that are blatantly, up? yeah. Do we not all have different parts of ourselves? Yes, I guess I just meant if it were more obvious that he were the other side, <laughs> I would have mm-hmm. probably walked away, but I feel like it just kind of snuck up behind me and hit me on the back of the head. <laughs> Let me ask you this last question. Sure. If you were a person who really loved yourself and valued yourself unconditionally, mm-hmm. would you still be with this person? No. And that's I know what? that that's yeah, part of it, too. And Michelle, have you got anything to add? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to know your date of birth because I know you talked a lot about trust and it. it really reminds me uh, of a relationship that I had where, you know, Sophia is exactly right. It was really um, almost as though I manifested all of that because I was coming from a place of that fear and insecurity and trust and, and you tend to attract people like that. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're in that mode, so you'll attract people that will either leave you or do something to break your trust or those kinds of things. So it's definitely, I think, uh, more about you than anything else. And, and uh, so I'm really curious to know if you'd like to give it to me on air, your date of birth, and I will let you know a couple little tidbits because I'm almost positive you probably have some trust issues within your numbers. Yes, it's um, September 9th, 75. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Triple nines. Okay, so you're definitely an overthinker, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> you, uh, tr- The triple nines, actually, is, is what the uh, the group of kids that were born in the late 1990s, they were all kind of the ADHD group, you know, the group that were, um, they, they tended to stick that label on those kids. And then in the 2000s, it switched over from the nines to the two, which is the number of intuition and sensitivity. So then it was the autistic um, diagnosis. So you definitely have that rapid thinking, overanalyzing, the what-if scenarios. You get stuck in that quite a bit where you almost are creating scenarios in your life because you're imagining them so vividly that they are coming true. So I just want to see what your number is, 10, 17, 20... Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you are a 3811. Okay, wow. You know what? This is a life path that is really, really significant. Uh, The 11 is the highest spiritual number, but Mm -hmm. it has such a big energetic field, an energetic aura, that they tend to be bowled over by their own energy at times. So they get very confused as to what they want in life, where they should be. And I always say to 11s, you're here when you should be way over here. So they just, they're really the, the life path that gets way off track most often. And it's because of their power. They just have a lot of energetic power. When, in, when a 3811 walks in a room, people feel it because of their aura. Yeah. They, have, they have an aura that is bigger than any other life path. So you definitely um, are kind of um, confused with where you sit and what you want. And that's where you want to focus your energy is, okay, what do I want? What do I need? And I'm looking at the 3811, and you have the 8 in the weaker position because your date of birth adds the 38. And we look at that before we reduce it down to 11. 3 plus 8 is 11. But we want to look at the 38 because it shows us what our greatest strength is and what our greatest challenge is. And the Mm -hmm. outer number is your greatest challenge and the inner number or your greatest strength and the inner number is your greatest challenge. And the 8 is all about stepping into your personal power. So when it's in a weaker space, that's what you're needing to really focus your energy on. That's kind of one of your main life lessons. So definitely, you know, in this relationship, it's it's mirroring that about personal power and not letting people uh, use and abuse you, so to speak, and really owning that space and holding that personal power. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on with your energy. You also have a single one, which is um, the unbalanced expression of the verbal number. So really telling him what you want and what you need is not something that comes easily to you. So, again, you know, on a personal level, it's not that you couldn't speak well in public or those kinds of things, but when it comes to saying, this is what I want and this is what I need, it, it doesn't come out, and it doesn't come out the right way, uh, especially with those multiple nines and uh, being very mental, uh, mentally dominant, for sure. Okay. What do you, what do you wow. think of that? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to add one other thing, is that you are in a double whammy six energy right now, which is very oh, significant. You are in a personal year of six, and the world year is also a six. And six is all about relationships. 
starting, ending, or changing relationships. So there's a huge focus just globally speaking, and, and I know Sophia was mentioning that as well, that there's a lot of shifting relationship-wise and people are coming to terms with relationships, not only with other people, but with ourselves and that relationship we have with, uh, you know, our inner self and connecting with that. So you are in a huge relationship energy. So it's you're really figuring things out, and that's what your focus is supposed to be on right now. Not just with the outer relationships with other people, but I think it's more so about you and how you feel about yourself. I would agree with that completely, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was there a you lot go, of Anna. You just got Thank the celebrity you. numerologist right out of Hollywood, Los Angeles, USA, and... The top coach in the UK from London directly, giving you the probably the best advice I've heard. <laughs> Fantastic, ladies. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. No problem. And and, and uh, you listen, stay listening in, Anna, and you'll get the contact information for both ladies, both uh, Michelle and Sophia, our guest, and uh, reach out to them. And any other questions, certainly they'll get back to you. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks for calling in. We love having you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right, ladies, we have about 23 minutes of show time left. And, Sophia, we wanted to get into a couple of other – geez, we had some I, – I had some great things to ask you, as you and I had discussed earlier, but this has really been going fantastic. Uh, with the, with, with, you know, that was spot on, by the way, fantastic coaching right there. And, and really, really, folks, when you think about it, if that resonates with you with what's going on in your life and relationship right now, Sophia hit the nail on the head. And Michelle, the numbers, wow, always amaze me. Always amaze me how you pull those intuitive, that intuitive numerology up. And, and uh, it, it, uh, that is a blessing for people to hear that. It gives them a sense of understanding. So we have, as I said, about 23 minutes of show left. I would like to give the, the mic to Michelle because she is going to talk to Sophia directly. Sophia, if you would like, about your numerology. I would think? love that. <laughs> well, you know, I definitely, I think listeners really need to know what you're about because we've already seen your magic. I was just, I was in awe of listening to you talking to the caller because the way you ask the questions really gets to the core of the matter. And it, it was really intriguing to me because I'm not, I guess I, I wouldn't be suited for your position because I just am not really great with um, the details. But you really, you fine-tuned it. You got right in there and asked the right things. And, and I could tell that you got her wheels turning right, right off the bat. So it's really great. And I, and I think it's because, again, of that seven, you're the truth seeker. You get to the truth of the matter. You're almost like this natural scientist energy. But the mm-hmm. other great things that you carry, I mean, this is a pivotal year for you. You are in a personal year of five, which is all about career. It's all about building your career, uh, really aligning with your path and your purpose. And I'll tell you my own story. Um, when I was in corporate, I was under a double whammy five. And at the time, I really didn't know the numbers, so I didn't know. But looking back, I realized, wow, that's when I made the shift from this to the spiritual work was when I was in a personal year of five and a peak cycle of five. So I knew at that point that I could not stay in that position any longer. It wasn't for me. So you were in a five right now this year, but you're also in a peak cycle of eight. Now, the outer cycles are nine-year cycles, whereas the personal year cycles are just yearly. So every every uh, January 1st, we look at that cycle and say, okay, what is my theme for the year? And your theme is all about aligning with your path and your purpose in a big way because the peak cycle of eight as well is kicking it up a notch. Eight is all about manifesting an abundance. And it's, I always say it's a no-fail energy. The word God, is uh, it vibrates to the number eight. So, it, you know, we are here to be God-like creators. So it is this no-fail energy. And you also carry eight energy very, very strongly within your energetic makeup. For example, when you look at your month and your day and you add it together, it shows you what your gift is. So as that truth seeker, that seven, the one that wants to turn the page for other people and reveal truth, what is your particular gift? Because there's a lot of sevens in the world and they have other roles that it might not be the same role as you. You carry the eight which is all about spreading wisdom and knowledge for soul's growth, right? It's all about sharing the divine message, sharing that inner truth. And if you add your year, it adds to 26, and 2 plus 6 is 8. So again, you've got this double 8 energy. Um, The year is the how. So how are you going to do this for other people? It is again the 8. So it's all about giving information. It's all about sharing 
uh, of yourself and what you know and also channeling uh, to some degree that divine wisdom. And so the intuitive part comes into play. But you also carry, which is very beautiful, is the arrow of spirituality. The Dalai Lama, for example, had that uh, arrow. Um, you know, there are a lot of really great people who carry that, and their presence is really felt strongly. Just being in their space is very calming and very um, reassuring that they have the answers that that person is seeking. So it's just such a beautiful combination. And like the caller, you also have multiple minds. So definitely I can see where you get in there with those questions and you're you're a very rapid thinker because you do have double minds. So you've got that as well. But I do want to say um, you're working toward an 11. So right now you're in your first cycle of, of uh, eight, but you have four cycles within your life that are those greater nine-year cycles. And if you think about us as humans, we kind of put the bulk of our life's work sometime between our 20s and retirement age. So, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, that's kind of where we spend the majority of our existence really making it happen and doing what we want to do. And so you're in your first cycle, uh, but you're working toward the last cycle of 11, which is the highest spiritual number. So you, you know, when I see people carrying these master frequencies, these energies, the master numbers are the 10, the 11, 22, and 33. And when I see them near the end, I know that they are a guide and that they are being called to their post, so to speak, right now. And, and there's a lot of them that carry these master frequencies that are feeling the tug to say, okay, there's something I'm supposed to be doing and it's big. And I feel like I'm uh, needing to do something that affects the masses rather than just in my own community. So it's big, and they're, you know, like I say, they're being called. And so I, when I see that on your chart, I know without a doubt that the work that you're doing is going to be big and it's going to affect global, not just you know, small within your community. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you, Michelle, so much. I, I, Jeff told me that um, a while ago he mentioned that you may be able to, to read my numbers, and I was so excited. And... I was intrigued to see what my numbers were because I do have this feeling inside of me that my name actually, Sophia, that means wisdom also. Mm-hmm. And I have, I do have this massive calling inside of me to just share what I know and to, when people sit in front of me, I don't see them. <laughs> I see their potential. And so what I do is I hold their potential for them only until they can see it for themselves. Yes. And I, I I see people's greatness. I, I see what we're capable of. I see as people how powerful we are. And I am very spiritual. And I do manifest. And, and I love working with the universe and, and energy. And, and it, it's so incredibly wonderful. And I do try and share the message without preaching, if you understand what I mean. Yes. Because I understand that not everyone is quite there yet. So yes, I kind exactly. of see what they'll take. And, you know, I, I always, I'm very careful to say to people, you know, always take what resonates with you. Don't take anything more. Don't take anything less. Like, it's your journey. It's your freedom. It's your truth. It's where you're at. It's your journey. And it's about, for me, it's about understanding that wherever they are, it's okay for now, as long as I'm always holding their potential of where they could be. Yes. Yeah, it's the, so, it's the eight energy that you're carrying that is just so beautiful because it's channeling energy. It's an energy that says, and I always say about the people who carry a lot of eights is that they know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. So just watching you doing the coaching, I, I thought, yes, that makes complete sense to me because you just knew intuitively what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. So that's just totally part of your success for sure. You might as well talk about that for a second there, Sophia, because that's an absolute fact, and that's one of the things that I was extremely impressed about, other than the fact that we are friends, uh, was that you were able to do that with me on a very intuitive, clairvoyant level uh, in reading and channeling, and that was really amazing because you were spot on. You were spot on, and it was verified how spot on you were when I spoke to another medium clairvoyant who said almost identical to what you said to me about my path and what was in my and what was happening with me in my life and spirit guides etc and i was so impressed i got to tell you uh it, it was amazing and, and and michelle has just really really opened it right up 
um, you know, you've got the numbers. You've got it. And that's why. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll know, Jeff, that um, I don't often tell people these days that I'm, I'm an intuitive. I call it an intuitive because people kind of accept that more openly, and I think they're more ready to hear that word. Um, and I, I used to, years ago, I used to sit and give readings to people, and I would be booked up for months on end um, with people who wanted readings. And I remember one day I kind of had my last reading, and I sat there and I thought, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm taking their power away by telling them what's going to happen and, you know, by telling them what their future holds. And it, it didn't sit with me. So I thought, right, how can right. I use my gift? How can I use my gift to help to empower people? How can I use my gift to be a better coach? How can I use my gift to be a better healer? And what I did was I decided to use my gift to help me to understand the person who is sitting in front of me, to understand where their blocks are, to understand where their fears lie, to understand what's been holding them back, to understand where they need love, to understand where they feel afraid to walk forward, to understand how best they learn. And then what I do is I adapt my coaching and I bespoke my coaching according to all those things. So really, I'm cheating a tiny bit because I get a little bit of help. <laughs> but I think that's okay. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly, that is beautiful. Go ahead. It, it works. And, and ultimately, for me, it's all about helping people to move over from fear to love. It's helping them to move over from limitation to limitless opportunity to infinite possibility and to their potential. And I, I use the gift only to understand where their traumas have been. So if I'm using EFT, for example, I use my intuition to understand what statements to use and to understand what's going on in their mind so that I get exactly the right statement so I'm completely in line with their thoughts and what their thinking is so that we get a better statement, so that I can better direct the energy for them. And I, I hold their energy. So when they come into my home or when we have Skype sessions, I'm literally firing them with love. So the whole time they're speaking to me, they're sitting in the vibration of love because that's ultimately what people deserve. And the only thing they're lacking is the sight to see that. That's fantastic. And if you think of the word love, and you you mentioned both love and fear, and, and, and a way to eradicate fear is with love. You're absolutely correct. The love is a word, and if we go back to where, where Michelle is with intuitive numerology, the numerology, the God code, so to speak, is the beginning of creation. It's the beginning of this universe and every other one that's expanding every second that we breathe. And that started with love. The beginning right. was... Uh, we were conceived in that. We are, mm -hmm. uh, and you, people say, "Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. You know, my parents didn't. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about on a spiritual level. We, from creation, from source energy, from God, whatever people choose to put on it for a title, God. Okay, right. we are created from love. Our spiritual self is love." It's us in human form that has changed that. It's us in human form that's gone to ego. And look at the issues we got in the world now as a result. When you think about thousands of years ago, we had more brain power, more understanding. We had the capability of levitation. You know, how did the pyramids get built? Nobody can figure it out yet. So we could get into all that. We're not going to here on this show today, another day. However, but it boils down to that word love. It all starts from that. And that's, that's an excellent, excellent uh, take on it. I, I love that. I really do. Speaking of love. And Michelle, when you get into the numbers and you talk about the channeling and the spirituality and, and when you talk about love as well and the sacred geometry, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, this is well, the stuff people really need well, to awaken to right now. It, these well, two ladies right here, both these I ladies guess. right here have the stuff. One on that side and one on this side. Go ahead, <laughs> Michelle. Well, I just wanted to mention because, you know, I love that Sophia was mentioning fear and love because it's so true. I mean, I think that's really the only two um, emotions that we, they're kind of the core emotions. And 
and uh, we we certainly don't want to be in fear. We want to be in that love mode. But uh, just looking at those words, love is the number nine, which in numerology is the beginning and the end. So it's kind of the the everything, right? So it's the numbers one to nine that we work with, numerologically speaking, but all the numbers in existence are created with the numbers one to nine and also zero, which is more of a symbol. So when we have the word love vibrating to the nine, it is, it's everything. It's the beginning, the end, the all. And then fear is a three. And in the negative, fear is all about self-doubt and self-criticism. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, vibrationally speaking, we live in fear, that's what we're living in. And if we live in love, then it's it's everything. You know, that's where we're supposed to be. That is our natural state of existence. How true is all that? That's amazing. It's, it's incredibly true. And also, just, just to add to that, which is really, really interesting, um, what you just said, Michelle, about the three, the only real difference between love and fear are the thoughts that you think. Yeah. So, for example, when you, somebody who meditates frequently and has learned to clear their mind, they end up in a state of love. Because when you, for me, love is the state when we clear our mind of thought. So it's only the thought that puts us in fear. And of course, once we become mindful of our thinking and once we understand what we're thinking, we have the option to change our thinking or not to take our thinking so seriously, which is often much easier. And actually, I was saying to a client today, because she was saying, I can't, you know, I can't change my thinking. And I said, actually, you can. You can't, choose, you can't change the first thought that pops into your head because that thought has just popped into your head. But as soon as you become aware of the thoughts, you've got the, cho- you've got the choice about whether or not you want to carry on with that line of thinking or whether you'd like to think something else. Yes. And that's the hard part for most people. <laughs> right, but that's because they take their thinking seriously. And what they do is they make their thoughts fact. So rather than understanding that they're just thoughts and that thoughts aren't even tangible, they're just, it's just thinking, they make them truth. And that's where the problem comes because the problem isn't just in the thinking. In fact, the problem isn't even really the thinking at all. The problem is your response to the thinking. So for example, if I were to walk down the street and I had a thought that I was going to jump in front of a car, in itself, that wouldn't be the problem. The problem would be if I decided to respond to my thought and actually do it. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so. so. I would, so I would it, does, it really does. And when you think about that, um, from the level I work with as a, a hypnotherapist and a strategic interventionist, I can relate to that immensely uh, in that when we build the layers up from the time we can remember at three years of age to now, the layers of existence and experience, that that we've seen, that we've perceived, that we've been shown. And you mentioned this earlier, Sophia, and it's how, how true is it, what we learn, you know, what you're conditioned, what is your condition, what were you conditioned with from parents, friends, people you know, et cetera. There's where that negative thinking comes in. And we i got to tell you, we're going to do a whole other show on this with both of you, if you would like. Um, we've got about seven minutes to show up. This has been absolutely amazing. We've got some time left just to really finish up. We will schedule another show, folks. I promise you we are going to get into this, and we will give you plenty of posting, plenty of knowledge. This will give you a couple of weeks at least to know this show is going to come up. It is amazing. It is amazing what we're going to go to and what further we can discuss in this because you will, you will understand after that why things are happening in your life. And amazing, amazing. So I wanted to get in here real quickly and ask Sophia, where you are our guest, would you please uh, tell the folks how best to contact you to reach you for your coaching and to ask questions of you and work with you? Sure. Well, um, the best place to contact me is through my website, which is Sophia Davis, which is S-O-P-H-I-A-D-A-V-I-S dot co dot U-K. Or they can contact me on uh, Facebook, which is probably easy as well, which is just Facebook slash Sophia Davis Life Coach. Excellent. And I know, uh, and Michelle, I'm going to have you get your information, and we're going to talk just briefly about your show. In fact, why don't we do that right now, Michelle? Go ahead and get your information out, then I want to add lib about uh, your new show coming up. Sure. Um, well, the best way to reach me is always my website. It's michellearbeau.com, and Arbeau is spelled uh, A-R-B-E-A-U, and Michelle has two L's. 
and also on, on Facebook, which uh, you know, Michelle Herbeau, celebrity numerologist. You can't miss me on Twitter as well under, under Michelle Herbeau. So send me a tweet. I love to be on Twitter and interact with people. And I also have a daily numerology page on Facebook as well. So if you can just search daily numerology, you'll find the page. And I give little tidbits every day, little words of wisdom about what the day's energy is about and those kinds of things. But, yeah, I'm working on a new show, uh, Life by the Numbers. And I really want to get it started because I originally had a show called Surviving the Shift, which was all about the uh, the shift that we all went through and the you know the the end of the Mayan calendar and not to say that we're still not in a shift because we're always shifting we're always growing we're always changing but I think at this point and uh this point in my career I just I feel like I need to do a show about life by the numbers because that's how I live my life I, I really look at things through the vibration of numbers it's numbers are a, a window into the world of energy which is really how our world is created uh, via energy and how we move that energy and how we shift that energy. So that's that's my show. I'm, I'm working on getting that launched. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's, it's a good transition from one show to the next. And uh, so look for the uh, info coming soon. That's fantastic, Michelle. And I will be debuting that show with Michelle Arbo, the celebrity numerologist. I'm Jeffrey Miller, the interventionist, and also business partner with Michelle in our network. Michelle and I are Authentic You Media, LLC, and we're very glad you are with us today. And Sophia, i got to tell you, this has been absolutely fantastic. You have been a wonderful, wonderful guest, and your information that you've imparted to the entire globe has been absolutely a blessing. And thank you so very, very much for it. Thank you for having me, Jeff and Michelle. Oh, it's our oh, pleasure. We have you back. I tell you, I, 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 we've had a lot of activity, a lot of chat room activity, a lot of callers. I believe the archives on this show are going to be amazing once it gets back out and republished later this evening. I mean, the archive will be available immediately, folks, uh, for anybody that you want to pass this information on to. And Sophia, within a very short period of time, we'll schedule a date with you and get you back on to the show. I would, I would also. Love- That'd be great. I'd also suggest that, of course, you will be staying in touch with Michelle, and, and perhaps she will have you back on as well. You can be a call-in on her show. Um, yeah, definitely. It'll be fun. Sure, well. yes. Yeah. And, folks, if you are in the Los Angeles area, you do want to see Michelle in West Hollywood. She is there. Michelle, give that contact information out on the air. Anybody listening from L.A., Southern Cal, Definitely want to catch up with you. You will be able to see Michelle live and in person, the celebrity numerologist. Go ahead, Michelle. Well, I'm doing readings at the uh, the Green Men store in North Hollywood. So I'm staying in West Hollywood, but I'm working out of the store in North Hollywood. So it's on uh, Lancashire Boulevard if you want to stop by uh, the Green Man store. And uh, you can book a session through their shop, and I'd love to see you. Well, fantastic. How good is that? We actually have a couple of minutes left, so... Sophia, a couple of parting comments. Go ahead. There's a couple of things. I was just thinking earlier on, you mentioned whether or not I would like to give an offer to your listeners, which I absolutely would. And I was thinking about, and I was thinking about what what would I, what can I do that's useful, and what would I like to give? And I decided I would leave it to my intuition. And now that I have done that. I have decided that I would like to offer your listeners um, email help to any of their dilemmas, free email help. So if any of your listeners have a dilemma and uh, or a challenge or anything that they're just a bit confused about or they just like a sounding board, they can email me uh, in through my website, sophiadavis.co.uk, and I will reply to all of them as soon as I can, but everybody will get a reply with as much advice as I can give. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Thank you very, very much for that. That is fantastic. And folks, we will that's be posting. Yeah, Sophia, we, that was that was good, and and I'm going to let you have you uh, go on to our page on Authentic you Media, and go ahead and put that information through. So anybody going to click the link on our page will also see your email address as well, if you'd like. That'd be great. Fabulous. That was great. Fantastic! How awesome is I, that? I know. I'm definitely going to take you up on that offer. <laughs> I would love. I would love to have you, Michelle, and I'm happy to speak to you at any time. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I expect it. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. And you know, I just, I just would like to end with this. I would just like to end by saying that from the bottom of my heart, and from someone who really has been through it, I really just want to tell you that whoever you are, 
And whatever you think you're going through right now, I want you to know that nothing stays the same forever. And you absolutely can change your life because I did it. There you go, folks. And that's all I want to say. Beautiful. Perfect. We've got about 20 seconds. Sophia, thank you so very, very much. We are blessed to have you with us. Too. Michelle, my lovely co-host, thanks for being with us. Folks, Authentic You Media, Authentic You Radio, we thank you so much for being with us. And catch us next Thursday, and we have another special guest, Mr. Robert Parks on All About Sales. Have a blessed very much again. And Jeffrey Miller, the interventionist, signing off for this week. <laughs>